how many of you know Christ? Some hands are like this. Others are halfway up. Others are almost up. Do you really know him? Do you really know who he is? Who, who is Christ to you? Who is he? What makes you think that you know him? What is it that you are seeing in your life that makes you to be convinced that you know him? How well do you know him? How much of Christ is in you? Are you really convinced that you know him? What has he done for you? What relationship do you have with him? How often do you talk to him? How often do you spend time in fellowship with him? Because I can tell you now, knowing Christ is wisdom. The Bible says he has, he has been made wisdom unto us. So you cannot know Christ and not have wisdom. You cannot be claiming that you know Christ and be lacking wisdom. It is not possible. It is not what is desired. It is not good for you. What what comes to mind when you think of Christ? What, what really comes into your spirit? What, what comes into your mind? Are you, really, are you really convinced that you know him for yourself? That you know him the way that you ought to know him? To these Many people have heard about Christ. Many people have heard about him, but they don't really know him for themselves. They have not gotten to have such an encounter with him that is personal. Having that intimate knowledge, that intimate relationship with him, that is very personal. It is something that you need to desire, to strive for your son. That I need, I need to, I need to know him. I, 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 I must, I must do things that will help me to know him better. And to experience him in my personal life. And be doing things that will say that indeed you know him. How well do you know him? Who is he to you? How much of Christ is on the inside of you? In your day-to-day -day activities, what are the things that you say that when you are doing, you are doing it for him. You are doing it to glorify God. What is it that you have discovered in him? Because there comes a time in your personal life when you discover certain things for your 
own Zion in the word of God. What have you discovered? What is it that you have discovered for your son? What have you come to know that, that you know this is only because I know Christ. I know who he is in my life. That I am able to bring about the results that I am bringing in my in my business, in my in my job, in my finances, in every aspect of my life, because I know him. How well do you know him? How well do you know him? Because if you really know him, your life will be different. If you really know him, you will not be easily offended. If you truly know him, you will not find yourself not being in his presence for one thing or the other. If you really know him, being in church is not something that must be an option for you. It is not an added responsibility. It is because you know the relationship that you have with him. You want to enjoy that fellowship with him. You want to be in the presence of God. You want to be in the presence of the fellow saints. You want to spend time worshiping and praising God. If you know him, giving will not be a struggle for you. If you really know him. You will not struggle to honor him with your substance, with your first fruits. You will make it your personal responsibility to say to it that you are doing things that will help you to strengthen that relationship. Because it is not wisdom when you hear that there is a first fruit Sunday. And you decide not to be in church. It is not wisdom. When you hear that there is such an important meeting that you ought to be part of your Zion. And for some reason you decide not to be there. You're not being genuine. You're not being sincere. You're not being honest with yourself. And just because you have missed that one Sunday that was supposed to be a first fruit, it doesn't mean that you must just suddenly ignore the fact that I was supposed to give my first fruits. Many times, even if I miss a Sunday or two, if I know that this Sunday I was supposed to give a hundred rand, Next Sunday, I'll have to give 200 rand. Or the offering that I couldn't give a week before, I'll give it. I'm not going to now decide that, oh, since I wasn't there, I might as well eat it. Or since I missed that opportunity, I, 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 I don't really have to do it. It takes wisdom. It takes wisdom for somebody to understand how important that is. That one element of your Christian life is so very important. You cannot just neglect it. It is one of the very things that when you answer that, I know who Christ is, it, it comes to mind. It, it is something that you quickly remember that this is one of those things that I am doing not because I want to uh, impress my men of God, not because I am looking for praises from men, but because I know who he is. I know what it means to me personally. To be in Christ. 
I know the relationship that I have with him. I cannot afford not to honor him or to worship him or to use any opportunity that I have to be able to strengthen that relationship, to nurture it, to make it a point that that relationship is, is growing. It is well nurtured. It is a relationship that you are giving attention to your zone. Pay attention to the things of God. Give attention to the things of the Spirit. Pay very careful attention to the Holy Spirit himself. Be responsive enough to the things of the Spirit. Do not just take it for granted. Don't just neglect such important things. It is that important. You really need to search yourself, examine your heart, ask yourself if, if you are really still in the faith. If you are still in the faith, where is your loyalty? Where is your loyalty? Is, is your loyalty to God or to a man? You need to have such singleness of the heart and focus on him. Keep your gaze on him. Spend time in fellowship with him. Irrespective of who says what, it does not change the relationship that you have with God. It is not about how much you know you need somebody to convince you to do the things that you know that you ought to be doing for your own good. For your own good. It is wisdom because your blessing is in your giving. The Bible doesn't say that somebody else other than you receives a blessing when you give. It is more blessed to give than to receive. To the one who is giving, there is a blessing. So if you really understand that that is where your blessing is, it is not something that you need to be convinced about or you need, you know, you need somebody to, to remind you for that matter. It doesn't need the man of God to preach until he cries tears. And there is a man of God sweating and screaming to himself and you're still not moved. You just say to yourself, none of these things move. Let's see if those tears will become like blood. Maybe I'll be moved. It is nothing about that. And that's not what we are here for, for that matter. No matter how hard I, spree, I, I scream or preach, if your heart is not willing, there's nothing that I can do for you. If you're not ready, you're sound. There's nothing that even God himself can do for you. So it takes conviction. You need to have such conviction in your spirit. When we say that you must come worshiping, it is for your good. It is 
in order for you to be able to receive or get to a point where it doesn't have to become a struggle to flow. But if the last time you opened your Bible was the 31st of December 2020 and in as much as you're hearing the word of God every day there is nothing that you are doing with it. What do you do with the word of God that you hear? Now that's an honest question. When you are listening and paying such attention and you are receiving the word of God, you are receiving instructions, what, what do you do with it? What do you, what do, you do with what you are hearing? How, how, does it, how does it help you? Or it has become so common that it is no longer of any effect. That is so very dangerous. It is very, very dangerous. It's not good. You do not want to get to a point where the word of God has become so common that it doesn't move you anymore. That you do not, you do not even want to attempt to do what it is saying. That is not going to, to help you at all. You must just pray against that spirit and cancel it. The earlier the better. So that the very, at the very least, when you hear wisdom, I had not come to see so much wisdom in the word of God up till now. When the Spirit of God says this, this month's a month of increased wisdom, there is so much wisdom in the Bible. There is so much, there is so much that you can get to draw because you need such in your situation today. You can be able to internalize and personalize it in a manner that it will change your personal situation. That is what is intended. When you have heard, when you receive such instruction, you, you want to internalize it. You want to personalize it. You want to relate to it in your situation today. Where do I need such wisdom in my situation? What would you do when you come to realize or to understand that there is so much of this wisdom that God has already made available for you. How, how much, how important this is for you today? Because sometimes it is just the, the mindset that is uh, a problem. It is just the attitude that you need to change and just look at it differently. It is not about how many times you've heard about the very same subject in your life. After all, if you've heard it so many times, why are things still the way they are? You know, there are some people who their only boasting is that I've been to some great meetings where there were such great men of God and they, they will count as many of them. They say they were all in one meeting. And you look at this man and you're like, but why are you still like this? Why, why is your life still the way it is? If you truly are so very convinced that there was something in such a gathering for you, how come that things are the way they are? So you must refuse to hear the word of God and not change certain things in your life. You must refuse to hear the word of God and not be transformed. You must refuse to get used to studying your Bible 
and not discover anything for yourself. You must always, it must always be very purposeful when you're studying your, your, your Bible, your word of, the Word of God. You want to study it with a purpose to discover something for yourself. His wisdom is absolute. Job chapter number 9. I'll read you verse number 4. It says, His wisdom is profound. Praise God. His wisdom is profound. It is so deep unsearchable it is complete his power is vast he performs such wonders that cannot be fathomed that cannot be comprehended with a natural mind he he performs such miracles that cannot be counted. If you just come to know that alone, your life is made. It is good enough to depend on it. Who has resisted him and come out unscathed? The book of Job, chapter number 28. I'll read to you verses 20 to 28. Where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, Concealed even from the birds in the sky. Destruction and death say only a rumor of it has reached our ears. That is other people's testimonies. They hear rumors about wisdom. That is now their thinking. That it is only something that is for certain individuals. And uh, they do not even bother to discover it for themselves. God understands the way to it, and He alone knows where it dwells. For He views the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When He established the force of the wind and measured out the waters, when he made a decree of the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and appraised it. He confirmed it and tested it. That is the wisdom of God. He says he confirmed it and tested it himself. And he said to the human race, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to shun evil is understanding. As simple as that. As simple as that. You don't want to try. It's not rocket science. It's not something that's, that must be such a uh, you know, um, you know, it's given to you in a, in a coded message that you need to decode somehow to be able to acquire such wisdom for your son. Ecclesiastes chapter number 2, verse 26. It reads as follows. To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom. That is what the scriptures say, if you're reading from the NIV version, to the person who pleases him, 
God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. If you are not happy, perhaps you are not pleasing God. If you think you lack wisdom, perhaps you must start doing things that are pleasing to God. To the person who pleases Him, He gives wisdom. He gives knowledge. He gives understanding. He gives happiness. Now, you have a responsibility yourself. And this is what you need to ask yourself to say, what am I doing to please God and not a man? What am I doing? When you are in such a situation, Yosan, do you even pause and look around and be asking Yosan, why is it seems that happiness is so elusive in my life? Paul says the work of righteousness is peace. The effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. When you know, when you have such, you have quietness and assurance forever. You can rest in him. Be assured of your future. Be assured of your love. Be assured of your victories. You'll be so very, you'll be, you'll be so much at peace when you know him. That is where knowing Christ is something that you need to understand how important and how relevant it is for your son. Knowing him is wisdom. You will discover certain things that no other person has ever discovered. You will find the very things that you're looking for. Instead of looking for things all over the place, look for Christ. Because when you find Christ, you'll find everything. Everything, everything you can possibly think of, it is wrapped in Christ. It is wisdom. When you come to know who Christ really is for your son, so that you do not struggle to find or discover the very things that you're looking for in your personal life. So it mustn't be the other way around. It must start here now. There must be, there must be a change of, of, of thinking or you know, the, the sequence that you need not have to go and look for things all over the place and when you can't find them, you run to God. As opposed to you looking for God and then discover the very things that you're looking for. It is that simple. It is that important. He says here, but to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. To the one who is good before God, he gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. That is just the honest truth. When you hear such, Oh, you need to be praying such a prayer for your son. For this to come to life in your personal life. That life ought not to be a struggle for you. Not when there are so many people who God has given a task of gathering and storing up so they can hand 
over to you. I'll be more than ready to receive. Believe you me. I'm waiting. I'm expecting. So very expecting. I'm praying. They come and deliver it into your hands. And you are able to continue honoring God and giving thanks to God. Says this too is meaningless and chasing after the wind. So his wisdom is absolute. It is complete. It comes as a complete package with everything in it. If it is worth, that is what it ought to bring. It is knowledge, it is in that wisdom. It is happiness, you'll find it. Whether it is healing, anything that is to do with your son. You know, wisdom gives you health if you don't know. Wisdom keeps you healthy, perfectly well and complete. By wisdom, you find yourself being perfectly well and complete, living in divine health every single day, 24-7. Not an inch of you that says that I am in pain. It is wisdom that will help you to stay in hand. It is wisdom that will help you to have so much joy and inner peace. When you are at peace, you know you'll be happy. Because there is no time to be worried. Or be angry for anything. For anything. There's no time. You're just so much at peace. With whatever is happening around yourself. You keep giving thanks to God. You're worshipping God. You're, you're enjoying that fellowship. You're not even paying attention to anything. Let everybody else take care of their other, their other business. And everything else. And just focus on God. Focus on God. It will help you. Focus on God. Stop looking for things from God. Discover Christ for yourself. It is for your own good. It will help you. Wisdom reveals deep and hidden things of God. Daniel chapter number 2. I'll read you from verse number 19 to verse 23. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then, Daniel praised God of heaven and said, Praise be to the name of the God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. I thank and praise you, God of my senses. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. 
Praise the Lord. That ought to be your consciousness. So that you are able to discover for your Zion the things, the hidden things in Christ. Begin to unravel the mysteries of Christ with the very wisdom that God has given you. He says here, you have made known to me what we ask of you. How many times are you asking God for anything? What makes you think that God has not revealed, has not revealed it to you or made it known to you? It is lack of wisdom and understanding. It is just a thinking that the man has that God has not given me the very um, answer of the things that I was looking. It takes wisdom for you to acknowledge and accept that he has made it known to you. He says here, you have made known to me what we have asked of you. That ought to be your, your prayer. That every time you pray to God, that he makes known to you the very things that you're asking God for. It takes your own conviction. It takes wisdom. But if you don't know, you may find yourself praying even for the very things that God has given you. As though he has done nothing. You have made known to us the dream of the king. Many times it is such a struggle when uh, people have one dream or the other. Ask God to give you wisdom to be able to understand what is in a dream. Ask God for the wisdom that you need to be able to um, get the right interpretation. Because many dreams come and go, not being actioned or being acted upon because of lack of wisdom and understanding. So it is in your own interest to be able to ask God to give you the right answers and the right revelation concerning the very dream that you may have had so that you do not allow your Zion to struggle even to do things that God would have spoken to you about in a dream. Jeremiah 32, 19 to 20. Great are your purposes and mighty are your deeds. Your eyes are open to the, to the ways of all mankind. You reward each person according to their conduct and as their deeds deserve. It says you reward each person according to their conduct and as their deeds deserve. You perform signs and wonders in Egypt and have continued them to this day. In Israel and among all mankind and have gained the renown that is still yours. That is wisdom. A man's wisdom is a measure of his conduct and actions. When you are acting or behaving the way that you are behaving, it says how much wisdom you have received. It says a lot more than you trying to claim the wisdom of men or convince somebody else that uh, you are wise in your own eyes. It is not what is intended. I said to you, wisdom brings health and nourishment to your body. Proverbs 3. Verses 
3. I'll read through to verse number 10. The last part is for those who didn't give their first fruits. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. You know, some people are walking around and there's, there's so much thinking that they are, they are full of love and faithfulness. And meantime, it has long departed. It is gone. Because it is a, it is a personal responsibility that you have. And that will be seen in your actions. It is not saying, let, let it not leave you on Sunday when you come to church. It must never leave you, whether you are in your home, in your friend's house, in your work, wherever you are. He says here, bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Write them on the tablet of your heart. It must not, it must not be something that you take for granted. I mean, he gives very specific instructions what you need to do to safeguard such. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Then he says, you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and you will make your path straight you will make your path straight in all your ways submit to him he says do not be wise in your own eyes fear the lord and shun evil this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. He says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body. There it is. He says it will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. When you see some people not standing up when it's time to worship, it's not because they don't want to. The bones are weak. We need to strengthen them. The feeble knees. We must strengthen them. The dislocated joints. A man is standing like this. As if something is dislocated. Meantime, he's okay. He's perfectly okay. Yeah, what do you think? If all this partying throughout the night, it, it, will, it will have the, the unintended effects. You are bending every direction. You go this side, you spin around, you, 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 you somersault, and the next thing, the hip is dislocated. Oh, by the way, Sunday tomorrow, I must be in church. I must be in church. You're now okay. Now you're looking for a powerful prayer from a man of God? I know you're joking. <laughs> you're not serious. <laughs> Takes wisdom. Takes wisdom. Is wisdom that will give you, that will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Then he says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops. With the first fruits of all your crops. If you have not given your first fruit, you must do so. You will hear it for the whole year. Until the last one of you gives their, their first fruits, I will remind you 
The day that you will not hear first fruit, or you must know it has happened. Everyone has given their first fruit. So we're not going to we'll wait for next year. Can you know this year that next year there is first fruit? Yeah. You're not going to be talking excuses, COVID, what, what. No, 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 no. Honor the Lord with your wealth. With the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing. You see, even that is wisdom. It's just, it's, it's he says, he even says, so that I can take away and amass wealth uh, for, 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 for anybody else. He says, so that your barns will be filled to overflowing. And your vats will brim, will brim over with new wine. Will brim over with new wine. Oh, that is just, that is just wisdom and work. That is just, that is just one thing that you need to always be very, um, be very, you know, um, mindful of and be so very quick to do. It is important for you to respond by faith and do that which God is instructing you to do. Know Christ. Knowing him is wisdom. First Corinthians chapter number one. I'll read you from verse number 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. That is just what it is. To those who are perishing, it is foolishness. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since the wisdom of God... The world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Says Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. We preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block of Jews or to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. That is what you, you, just, you must just understand. Know it for yourself. He says here, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Many people are quick to say we've received the Holy Spirit. When you've asked, when you ask them if they receive that power of God, they, they're not really sure. When you ask even if they have the wisdom of God, they are even more confused. It's a complete package. All in one. Receive the Holy Spirit. You have the power of God. You have the wisdom of God. You have understanding. You have knowledge. You, you, you are so much in health, perfectly well and complete. There shouldn't be anything else that you are looking for elsewhere other than looking for Christ. Brothers and sisters, think of what you, what you were when you were called. 
Think of what you were when you were called. What you were then. What are you now? Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. It is because of him it is by grace that you have been saved through faith in Christ Jesus. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. You're looking for wisdom, look for Christ. Knowing Christ is wisdom unto you. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So shall it be. That is what I believe will help you. He says, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ. I'll read you lastly from Colossians chapter number 2. So that you live here full of wisdom, full of knowledge, understanding, with that revelation. It's, 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 very, it's very important to always have the right understanding. Colossians chapter number 2. I'll read you from verse number 6. You know, in this church, we read the Bible. Eh? Oh, we so read this Bible until we become it. We read it. I mean, you know, year to year jokes. You know, somebody be going to live here and say, ah, oh, no, I never hear Pastor Nicholas telling jokes. I'm not here for jokes. <laughs> I don't joke with the things of God. It's very serious. How many jokes did Jesus Christ tell? Can you remember one? How many? You want jokes? There's Trevor Noah. There's uh, Mukundi's friend. Who's your, who's your friend? <laughs> who's that pizza guy? <laughs> Not that people who tell better jokes. Here yeah, we eat the word of God. We breathe it. We live it. We sleep it. We dream it. When you wake up in the middle of the night, it must be the first thing that is in your mind. Not the joke you had some guy. What will that help you with? Thank God now we can't gather to hear some useless things. COVID has helped us. People are not spending money to go hear some jokes. Why don't you just give your tithe and laugh every day? No, when you give your tithe, it's happiness everywhere. You think it's, it's, it is what it is. And many people are unhappy because they are not giving their tithe and they're complaining about not giving their tithe, even when they're not given tithe. But they're complaining about not giving time. I mean, honestly, that's a, like a joke now. Seriously. How does it work? Because many times, many people who are complaining about giving in the house of God, they don't give. They don't give. But they are good. Complaining. About giving. It's not wisdom. Doesn't help you. And that is why many times you want to do something in the house of God. You just go ahead and do it yourself. Just go ahead and do it. You don't have to 
make it an announcement. Pablo even said the left hand mustn't know what the right hand is doing. These two hands are in one person. It is that serious. It is your it is it is for your own blessing, for your own good. So understand how important this is for you. Colossians 2, I read from verse number 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. Continue to live your lives in Him. 24-7. Rooted and built up in Him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught. And overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depend on human tradition and elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. You must see to it yourself that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. It is your personal responsibility. Many times people are being taken captive. They are enslaved. They are enslaved in themselves. Through these hollow and deceptive philosophies of men. And they find themselves in such a predicament. Complaining even more. Verse 9 says, For in Christ, all the fullness of deity lives in bodily, bodily. All the fullness of God lives in bodily form. In Christ, in Christ. How would you not? How would you know Christ and and find yourself not walking with God? How would you? How would you say that I know Christ? I know I know who Christ is. And yet it is such a struggle to hear God. And then he says, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. Lacking nothing. You are perfect, complete in him. He says, in Christ. You have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. Having been crucified with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Then he says here, when you were dead in sins and in the circumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us he has taken it away nailing it to the cross and having disarmed the powers and authorities he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross that is just what you need to understand and be able to know it for yourself. Be able to say that indeed you are complete in him. Lastly, Colossians 1, 9 to 14. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding 
that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord, and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to His glorious mark, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of life. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. It is my prayer that you be filled with all the knowledge and wisdom of God. You be fruitful and productive in every good work. In every good work. You continue experiencing God in your personal situation today. And He will hold you with His righteous right hand and lead you in the way that you should go. God is making a way today in the wilderness where there seems to be none. You will make the crooked paths straight. The mountains and the hills shall break before you, that you shall be able to walk with ease. You will not struggle in this land. You will continually walk with God every single day in your personal life. Your eyes will see the glory of God. You will experience the glory of God in your personal situation today. Under every circumstances, God will direct you. He will lead and guide you. That in every circumstances, under every circumstances, you are able to do the things that you're doing by His wisdom. By His wisdom. Whatever it is that you are looking for in your personal life, God is saying to you today that I have given you Christ. I have given you Christ. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me, the hope of prosperity. Christ in me, the hope of peace and success in my personal life. That which God has started in your life, He will see it through. He will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He will grant you that increased wisdom to bring finances, to bring about wealth in your personal situation today. Receive such wisdom for money. Receive wisdom to create wealth for yourself and for generations to come. In the mighty name of Jesus. 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 God gives to a man who's good before his sight, he says, wisdom, knowledge, and joy. But to a sinner, he gives to a faith that he's able to gather in order to heap up, to give to the one who's good before God. There are men that are being purposefully directed to you, that are bringing you the wealth, that inheritance that you have in Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, lines are falling to you in pleasant places. For you have such a goodly heritage. Ye are a seed of Abraham. Join us with Christ in his, in his kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. There is such a release in the realm of the spirit. For the increased wisdom that you desire to be able to change your personal situation today. Your sufferings is the thing of the past. Your sufferings is the thing of the past. You will cry tears of joy. You will live in joy. You will live in happiness. Every single day, you will experience peace that surpasses understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, you are indeed of seed of Abraham. You are a seed of Abraham. He says the heritage of Jacob is yours. I'll cause you to ride above the high places of the earth in the mighty name of Jesus. It is God who teaches you how to make profits in your business. I declare that your businesses are profitable in the mighty name of Jesus. Your businesses are profitable in the mighty name of Jesus. 
promotion is yours. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. That hour has come. That opportune time is now. That you receive your promotion. By the anointing of the Spirit of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Those opportunities are opening up for you everywhere. He says, every door you knock, it shall be opened. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Continue glorifying the Father wherever you are. Continue pleasing God with your work. Do the things that God has called you to do. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift your hands toward heaven. And just pray to God for that wisdom. God, God grant your children such wisdom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Maso hinda ante kalibradiha. Rosa kihama sayete. Christo masayete kasalibradika. Rikitima anzolika bradisha. Rekebosa kihande. Masayete anzolika. Baduski hande aa. Yeke liki masatahaya. Ziki bradisha. Rekebosa kihande. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Increase wisdom is yours. Increase grace is yours. In the mighty name of Jesus. Increased knowledge and understanding is yours. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Prosperity is your birthright. Prosperity is your birthright. You continue to prosper in all things.